So, you know, it's the last Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah, as you've seen. <laughs> and uh, you're going to hear me talk a lot on Monday. And I thought to myself, you know, what will be light and just kind of something that speaks to me about the portion? I had this brilliant idea that I was going to talk about, you know, this specific section that I really love. And I thought to myself, maybe I should look in my computer and just see, have I done anything on this portion before? And I found my sermon from last year, which was exactly the idea I had had again. <laughs> I thought, well, I can't talk about that two years in a row. So um, this is something different, and we'll just see. Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem lifnei Adonai lechem Rashechem shivtechem ziknechem v'shotrechem Ko'ish Yisrael tapchem neshechem v'gehercha asher b'kerv machanecha meichotev v'itzecha ad sho'ev me'mecha You stand this day, all of you, before the eternal your God, your tribal heads, your elders, and your officials, all the men of Israel, your wives, your children, even the ger, the stranger within your camp, from the one who chops wood to the one who draws water. These are the opening words of this week's Torah portion of Nitzavim, which will be read on Yom Kippur. As Moses prepares to die, he addresses the people in this radical moment of inclusiveness. He wants to make sure that everyone, every single person in the community, past, present, and future, knows that they are a part of this journey to be in sacred relationship with the Eternal One. This inclusive list is wonderful, and also, as you heard, there's still a hierarchy here. Each group listed in descending order of power within the community. First, of course, the men, and the men divided by role, from tribal heads to elders, officials, and then just regular Joe Israelite. Then women, then children, and then the stranger who lives among you, sometimes understood to be someone who has converted, brought themselves into the Israelite community. And then there's this very strange and specific invocation of chotev eitzecha ad shoev meimecha, from the one who chops wood to the one who draws water. Now, you may be thinking, I thought we had covered pretty much everybody in Israelite society. Why add this little category here at the end? Well, it could be another reminder that when we say all, we really mean all, even down to those who do menial tasks. But if so, it's a little redundant, and interpreters of Torah don't like redundancies. <laughs> The first verse has already reminded us, kol ish Yisrael, all the men of Israel. So Rashi, that great interpreter, has a really interesting comment about this verse. He knows that these are two very specific roles that are actually mentioned elsewhere in the coming book of Joshua. 
In fact, where the Israelites' new leader is tricked by a group of people called the Givonim. They dress in rags and they carry old provisions, pretending that they have come from afar, asking to be included in the covenant of the Israelites. Though secretly, they are among the Canaanite peoples in the land the Israelites are working to conquer. So Joshua, when he discovers their deceit, assigns them to serve the people as what? Wood choppers and water drawers. Rashi says that this verse here in Deuteronomy is a way of showing that outsiders who want to be part of the community were trying to make their way in, even in Moses' day. The water, dropper, water drawers and wood choppers, then, signify the people at the very fringes of the society, not yet even involved enough to be considered a gear, a stranger who has joined the people. They are outsiders trying to make their way in. This is, I think, unfortunately, how the Jewish world sometimes sees those who, unlike all of you, are not here this Friday night. In fact, they might not be here any Friday night. But they show up, guided by some internal pull of belonging, twice a year on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It might even be how some of those who make that choice see themselves as slogging through the most difficult tasks out on the fringes of community. And Judaism, of course, is not the only faith with twice yearly attendance. My Christian minister friends speak similarly of their parishioners who they see only on Christmas and Easter. But I think perhaps that this verse and its location here in the portion of Nitzavim is a challenge to the narrative that those on the outside, the ones who aren't here enough, do not have as equal of a place in our community. Think of the metaphor of what it is to chop down trees and draw up water. To cut down a towering pine is to bring that which is lofty down to earth. To draw water up from a well is to bring that which is in the depths to our realm in the human world. And it's later in this portion that we are reminded with a stunningly parallel metaphor that the words of our Torah are not too far away to access. They are not in the heavens that someone must go and retrieve them. They are not across the waters. The woodcutters and the water drawers, though they might be seen as outsiders, are actually the ones doing the personal work to bring Torah close to themselves by bringing the heavens and the depths closer to the whole community. Now, I saw this play out so clearly this week when I hosted four students from our congregant David Boninger's class on death and dying at Glendale Community College. These young people were doing a report on Jewish approaches to mourning, and Dr. B, as they affectionately called him, had suggested that they come see one of his rabbis. Not one of them had set foot in a synagogue before. 
So before I met with them in my office, I took them on a tour of the building, showed them this sanctuary and the Torahs in the ark. They were completely enthralled, overjoyed, enthusiastic, asking if they could take pictures. Their questions were insightful, and they pushed me to better articulate answers that I thought I already knew. One young man asked if he could come back sometime for a Shabbat service. Anytime, I reminded him, we're here every Friday at 6.15. And snacks at 5.30, right? Said the other students. I said, yeah. For me, it was this shot of pure joy heading into this holiday season. And it came from the seeking of those who very literally came from outside the camp. They came to cut wood and draw water. And in their seeking, they enriched my own experience of the upcoming days of awe. They helped me see the service outlines and prayer books and Torah scrolls that we've been in so in depth for the last few months with new eyes. Those students taught me the message of Nitzavim. Truly, truly, we need everyone in our community to be able to access the fullness of our communal relationship with the divine. So this final Shabbat of 5779, I encourage you in a few ways. One is that if you feel sometimes, perhaps in the coming days, like you are a wood chopper or a water drawer, not quite sure where you are in the task of finding yourself, that you remember that you are an integral part of this community. And those of you who might be more like tribal heads and sages, I invite you to think about how you might not just include, but join in that spiritual search with those who are doing the hard work of bringing things up from the depths and down from the heavens. We all need, every now and then, a little help accessing this wisdom. And when we gather together on Sunday evening and Monday morning to celebrate a new year, perhaps you might find a new face within the crowd to greet and remind. No matter our practice, our role in the community, or our relationship to Judaism, we all stand together. <laughs>